This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello, I'm Amanda Rayfuse, and this is Spark, the Upper Valley's new arts and culture program here on CATV. We're hoping to spark your interest in the arts by hosting one-on-one conversations that explore the depth and variety of culture here in the Upper Valley to the amazing people who create and those who administrate, the artists who educate and the generous patrons who donate, the audiences, students, and consumers who enjoy and participate. Welcome to Spark. We are so pleased to welcome to CATV's Spark the fantastic, truly phenomenal Eric Love, one of my favorite human beings in the world. Just a little bit about Eric Love. He is an arts educator as well as being a phenomenal director and performer actor and musician. He's a cellist, just in case you didn't know that. A few other things. Eric is a teacher, a director, and an actor in his sixth season as the director of education at Northern Stage. And before making his home in White River Junction, Eric spent seven years acting and directing in New York City. At Northern Stage, he has championed the Youth Ensemble Studio, a troupe of 32 actors from ages 12 to 18 years old who put on three performances a year, a fall community engagement project, a winter white box project, and a spring main stage musical. He directs Boot Camp, which is a scholarship training program for juniors and seniors in high school who are passionate about pursuing the arts as a career and in through their college experience. And in the summer, Love directs huge musicals featuring Upper Valley youth actors across the Upper Valley. Mm-hmm. Past summer musical theater intensive have included School of Rock, James and the Giant Peach, Legally Blonde, They're amazing shows and the students and audiences love them. He's directed the main stage holiday production, which many of you probably saw, Matilda the Musical at Northern Stage. And that featured 30 elementary school, middle school and high school students from across Vermont, New Hampshire and beyond. Love absolutely believes in the power of theater to change hearts, minds, and lives, and his name is indicative of his spirit. You're a man of love. Welcome, Eric Love. (laughs) That was amazing, Amanda. Thank you for the best intro ever. (laughs) Well, Eric, there's so much that I could talk to you about in terms of arts and culture, but we're having you here today for a little bit of a taste into theater education for young people, although theater education for older people is another thing we could talk about some other day. Um, So I just want to ask you really quickly, what do you think that theater education brings into kids' lives? Why is it important? Why do so many kids decide to spend their time in theater and what does it bring to them? That's a great question. Um, I'm going to answer that question by backing up one step because I used to not see all the things that brought into people's lives. I used to just be like, we're doing a show and isn't that going to be awesome and you're going to like it. But what I took me a few years to realize is that the show isn't the most important thing that happens in the theater making process. It's actually all of the other things that you get to experience in the process of putting together a play or a musical. So one of those things is purpose. I think as a young person, actually as an older person too, it can be hard to have purpose in life, a reason to get out of bed. Like, why are we even doing this? And putting on a big production gives wonderful focus and purpose to one's life. Um, I think it's a big opportunity 
to practice accomplishing long-term goals. Um, there's not really a lot of instant gratification from theater. You have to put in a lot of hard work and then you have to go through a tech process that's grueling. And then the audience comes and you think, oh my God, is it even any good? And you realize that it is. So that's really valuable. Uh, collaboration and teamwork. Nothing that I know of uh, teaches collaboration and teamwork as well as theater because it truly is a team sport from all of your cast members to the director and the designers and everyone backstage. And you just can't go in it alone. They're just, you're not going to get very far. Um, and that also leads to a sense of community, right? I mean, the community that you build and the trust and the bonds that are formed are sometimes from one show can last a lifetime. Uh, speaking of lifetime, for some people, it does turn into their calling. And, and that, not everybody, and that's great. We want audience members too. But I remember the moment that it turned into my calling was I realized that this is an art form that you can explore the human condition by embodying characters in plays and musicals, like literally walking not a mile, but two hours in someone else's shoes. So it's a, it's a very powerful. And also in that vein, to be seen and heard, they, they sometimes call this the shy person's revenge. <laughs> um, and everyone would say like, well, why would shy people be attracted to the theater? It's because... I know what I'm saying, I know what I'm doing, and you all are going to sit in the dark and be quiet and let me do my thing without interrupting me. And I also, I know I'm very outgoing, but I really like knowing it's my time to shine and take center stage in a play. Oh, man, you just hit on so many points. You actually just made me cry a little bit, so <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> but that, that you, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that empathy point of walking a mile in somebody else's shoes and teaching kids at a young age how to empathize. Mm. And one thing I'll I'll just add to you because I've seen it in the work that you do is that that foundation of friendship and trust and building a tribe. Um, I think mm. a lot of kids gain that from being in theater too. So that that's try. amazing. Can can you share just one specific story from your? your teaching time or your, I hate to say classroom time because it's so experiential. You're not in a classroom, but um, one, one experience you had with a student or with a show or something that, that really sticks with you. Yeah, it was actually, I was thinking about this question. There's so many fun stories, but there was one story that sticks with me from my very early time at Northern stage. It was the first play. It was our town. Amanda, you were in it. Was it Mrs. Webb? I was, yes. Mrs. Webb's wife, yes. You were exceptional. Oh. And there was a young actress in that show called Olivia Swayze, and I believe she was in seventh grade. And what was so amazing is she had this little speech at the end of Act One, at the top of the ladder, where she says, talks about receiving a letter that was like Grover's Corner in New Hampshire, in the United States, on the planet, in the solar system, through the mind of God. And it was this wonderful speech. And I remember watching Olivia night after night suddenly get it. Mm. It was no longer a young actor saying lines. She was living in the moment. She was listening to the audience and adjusting her performance ever so slightly for them. And I remember Jamie Horton, who's a wonderful actor, coming backstage and saying, oh my gosh, something's happening with Olivia. Like it was that tangible. We could feel it and see it. And Olivia has now 
is a senior this year. And she has been doing the Youth Unlawful Studio and a lot of mainstay shows. She went to off-Broadway with Only Yesterday, and she's been in boot camp for two years and is starting to get into college conservatory programs. So that spark of passion and understanding coming six years to this moment of college has been amazing. Amazing. Yeah, she's an incredible young performer, too. I always think of her, I'm learning to play the ukulele, and she's my inspiration because she picked up the ukulele during Only Yesterday and learned how to play it herself, so... <laughs> so, good. Um, so what is we, we we talked about what being being in theater and, and arts education does in the lives of students what does it bring to your life oh wow definitely a lot of the same things it brings them a sense of purpose meaning so much joy i mean they were doing plays with young actors every moment is discovery every scene is the big, big, big deal to, I mean, there's no like, oh, this is just a job. Like, it's a very like meaningful, spiritual, intense time to rehearse. I, they help me constantly learn, grow and evolve because I have to, to serve them, to innovate, to be different, to pr provide shows that keep them off, uh, inspired. Right. And they actually keep me, I think, I'm a little bit naturally a Peter Pan, but they allow me to be Peter Pan and continue to see the world through a child's eyes and play and dream and keep me young. Amazing. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot. Year. They do a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. And they help you to lose your voice. That's what they do for me. <laughs> they do. They do that too. So my, I've, I've just got one kind of quick question. Um, and I sort of, I, I'm going to guess where you're going to go with this, but when you're not at work and you're not using theater or music as your kind of main venues, what do you enjoy doing to bring culture into your life? Culture. So my favorite, is it, mine's cooking. I know. Okay. <laughs> I love, I just love um, exploring all the amazing restaurants in the Upper Valley and all the wonderful farmers markets and also just the create the act of creating something to nourish you and creating something that you can share with friends. It's a wonderful lifelong adventure. And also I need to give a little shout out to my tennis buds at our court. Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I do, I do love that we've got your kitchen in our background so that we can see the incredible place where... <laughs> works of art are created. Finally, is there just one little thing that our viewers might do um, to bring a little bit of theater into their lives today? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. This one is a very fun, easy game that I would play around the table at after family dinner, and it's just creating a story together. And you start by, I like to start with Once Upon a Time, and I say Once Upon a Time there was a princess pig named Petunia for example, and then the next person to your right or left says the next sentence, and you go around the table passing the story along and building a story together. The fun thing is you can make it harder by only doing one word, so you have to really listen, and it gets a lot harder, and then you can challenge the group to use storytelling devices like a beginning, middle, and an end, a hero and a villain, or a major plot twist at the end. And it is surprisingly silly where these stories will go. <laughs> that would be a fun Zoom thing too. Wouldn't that oh, be it's great on Zoom? Yeah. Oh, Eric Love, you are a love and a true delight. And oh. I'm so honored that you were willing to spend some time with us and to share your experience with the CATV audience. Thank you so much. 
an honor and a pleasure. Amanda, you're amazing. And thank you, CATV. You rock. Awesome. So you have been watching Spark on CATV, the Upper Valley's new arts and culture program. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.